Hey everybody, this is David Starfire, and you're listening to Soul Traveler Radio, the home of conscious music. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. Welcome to Accentuate the Positive with Karen Swain on Soul Traveller Radio. It's my intent to present more empowering and loving messages through our media, more love in the media. So I present inspiring stories from people all over the globe who break down the barriers of prejudice, judgment and hatred and uplift our world with their stories and their messages. You can listen to some of my interviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcom, Cloud, SoundCloud, Soul Traveller Radio. Please subscribe and support Positive for Media. You can stay up to date with the show on Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook or go to karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there. Have we got a great hour lined up for you today? My guest today is the fabulous David Starfire. He is a world-renowned producer, composer, multi-instrumentalist, DJ that has performed at some of the most amazing places on earth, including the Pyramids at Giza, the Colosseum at Caesars Palace and Coachella. He's a top electronic music producer known for fusing world music with electronic dance, dynamic performers and epic remixes. David's signature sound has let him perform at shows alongside some of the biggest names in electronic music, including Tiesto, Skillrex, Daft Punk... David Guetta and countless others. He's performed in India, Canada, Costa Rica, Mexico, Australia and most of the major cities in Europe. His talents are high in demand and he's worked with or performed for Lucas Films, Samsung, Sprint, Beats Auto, Google, Nokia, HP, Virgin Galactic, Dig Macworld, oh, all over the place. David's songs are also featured on TV, cable and movie series and video games. Some of the highlights include Lie to Me on Fox, Outsourced on NBC, Live with Kelly Ripper, ABC and many others. David, so fabulous to have you on the show. Welcome to Accentuate the Positive. Thank you for having me. You've just released your new album, which is just a fabulous album. It is a benefit album called, Car- uh, no, let me get this name right. Karuna. 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 Is that how you say it? Yes. That's it. Sanskrit word for? Compassion. Compassion. So what was the inspiration behind this album? You've got so many amazing visionary artists and musicians, and we're going to get into that in a minute on this album. But what was the, you know, the vision, the intent behind the album? Well, the the inspiration came when I, I went to northern Thailand in 2012, and I had met some Burmese refugees and heard their music and their story of of what was going on. And I felt like I needed to bring out their awareness of what was going on with them and also their beautiful music and instrument, which really hadn't been heard 
much by the Western world. Mm. Burma has pretty much been closed off for the past 30 years up until recently. And their, their music and their culture has been intact and really hasn't been released out much to the world. So part of it was to let people hear these, these beautiful instruments and songs and, and the stories of, of what's happening. And the other side of it is, is there has been an ongoing civil war for 30 years, over 30 years. Wow. And the military has been displacing villages, entire villages, because of natural resources. They've also wanted to convert them to a different culture. Basically, Burma is many states, and the military wanted all the states to conform with their policy, their uh, politics, their dress, the language, because there's several different languages. And those certain states didn't want to conform. And so there's been a battle with these, you know, certain states. Uh, there's the Karen state, the Kachin state, the Shan state, for example. You know, people are, are getting killed and villages are being destroyed. Those certain states want to keep their own language, their own dress, their, their own culture, their own music, and they don't want to conform. They don't feel like that they have to. And so this has been going on for, for you know, over 30 years and it's still going on. And a lot of people don't know about it. Right. And it's unfortunate. And so part of the album was was to get this information out there. By doing that, I would be sharing their instruments and their music. And the money that comes from the revenue of the album then goes back to the Burmese refugees by way of Thai Freedom House. Right. And they have wonderful education services for Burmese refugees' children, which is very important because the refugees are in, in Thailand and in other border areas around Burma, and they're not citizens of those countries, so they cannot get any education. So the nonprofits and the NGOs have to step in and give food and education and shelter to these refugees, and it's, it's very important. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations. You're doing an amazing job because obviously you've got a large platform. What are you hoping? Well, obviously the sale of the album is going to go towards the Freedom House, but you know, when people hear the album, what are you hoping they'll do when they hear the album? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll want to share the story and, and, and share the album with people yeah. so that people can hear Burmese music. I mean, I've, I've done it in my style where it's, you know, there's a lot of effects yeah. um, on it to where um, it's, it's my vibe and, and my style, but you know, there's the instruments that are there. There's the, the voices that are there. People can, can share with their friends so that they will be aware of, of the situation that's going on and also tap into their culture you know, musically, and there's there's different videos and different, you know, things on my website that people can check out about their culture. And I have some videos on YouTube of me in certain temples recording with some of the musicians. Right. So it's just, you know, bringing out the, the culture, the real culture of these different Burmese groups. Oh, look, that's fantastic. It's great to know about the videos. You said that it's very much your style. I mean, the album is really high energy, high volume, you know, it's really electronic. It's 
dance music. Some of them, you know, I've got a couple of favourite tracks, some not so much for me, but then would, other people would love it. You've got so many amazing people on the album, like Alex Gray, who is a visionary artist, and he actually is featured on one of the songs. What were you trying to do there? Well, I've, I've been friends with Alex for, for a long time, and he is an amazing person. And he is probably the number one most important visionary artist in the world. Yeah. And his work is everywhere. Like if you, even if you don't know his name, you'll know his work. As soon as you see his work, you go, oh, wow, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his work first got noticed when he did a lot of the artwork and a lot of the videos for the band Tool which was a huge band, you know, and that was kind of like the breakthrough of his art internationally. You know, since then, he is just so recognized by so many people. His, his art is very sought after. So I was playing at his, he's got his own church called Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in upstate New York. Wow. And it's several acres with several different houses on it and buildings. And one of them is a venue space. And wow. they do every full moon, they have like a, a big kind of visionary party where it's like music from DJs and also painters, different visionary painters that are painting. So it's like an art and music sort of collaboration that happens where there's workshops and there are speakers at the beginning and there's art throughout the night and DJs. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And they also have big parties kind of like New Year's and Halloween well, I was at the Halloween party and it was lots of fun, probably like a thousand people there. And, and it was really awesome. I'd spent a couple of days there. I spoke with Alex and, and we had some time together alone. He knew about the project and yes, how it was going. I said, it's going really well. We started talking about the project and part of it was, is I, I felt the oneness with the people of Burma. It's yeah. like I was them and they were me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I felt like I needed to, to help them. And we shared our stories of, of oneness. Yeah. And as he was talking, he just speaks in these like profound words and phrases that are just so transcendent. And I stopped him and I said, you know, what? it would be great if, if I could record you yeah. about oneness and include it in one of the songs. He said, well, you know what? I actually have a psalm or a poem that I wrote called The One, and you can use it. And I was just so taken back, you know, and just so excited and elated that, you know, he would let me use this, you know, his voice in one of the songs for the project. And and it was it was very, very exciting. So the support from him has, has just been immense for, for this project and and i really really appreciate everything that that he does and and i've supported him in the past with different performances and and whenever they have any sort of fundraiser um, i'm always there for for him and he's been really supportive of this project so just feel very fortunate i love that story because that's of course the name of the track it's called the one also featuring on that track is the shamanic flute of joe capelli pronounced Wacapelli. Oh, okay. I knew I'd get that wrong. Wacapelli. Exquisite. Exquisite. Tell me a bit about Wacapelli. He is quite an amazing character uh, in his own right. He is a person that grew up in the UDV church in New Mexico. Uh, it's, it's a Christian church, but part of the, the Christian church is um, taking uh, ayahuasca. Okay. It's kind of like Santo Daime, but a little different. It's legal 
It's mm. uh, New Mexico um, and the United States have, have allowed ayahuasca to be used legally in uh, religious practices, just like peyote uh, for, for Indians. Right. So he grew up being a part of the ceremonies. He himself is a, is a very uh, visionary type of person. And uh, people call him the reluctant shaman because he's a shaman, but he doesn't want to be a shaman. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he he gives advice to people, and he also um, shares different things uh, with people like channeling and things that kind of come through. And part of that is is his music. He's this beautiful, you know, flautist, mm. and um, plays this beautiful flute for people, and it it just comes through. And uh, he does sound healings with the flute as well for people just kind of you know tunes into what they need and plays certain notes that really just give people exactly you know what kind of healing they need at that time so i felt like that pairing him up on this track with alex gray this amazing visionary painter that was you know it just kind of tied in really well together with this kind of visionary person and and musician who had a very organic you know flute healing vibe that he has and then you have alex gray with his voice and talking about the one and the oneness of everyone and it, it just it came together beautifully i i was really happy with that track because this is a pretty high powered high energy track as well let's have a listen to the one the one 15 billion years ago before the beginning studio of eternity there was a blank canvas nothingness pregnant with the possibility of everything then a miracle our collective being the divine artist the creator god aching to express to exist exploded itself ourself into a cascade of light cells
This is David Starfire, and you're listening to Soul Traveler Radio, the home of conscious music. You're listening to Karen Swain, accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveler Radio. My guest today is David Starfire. He's a world-renowned producer, composer, multi-instrumentalist DJ that's performed all over the world at some of the most incredible places. It says on your website, David, that you've performed at the Pyramids of Giza. What was that like? That was beyond amazing. That was one of the highlights of my life really? by far. Really? Yeah. When, yeah. when was and that? This was um, December 21st, 2012. Okay. The end of the Mayan calendar. Wow. Yeah. There was an amazing festival that was put together called the Great Convergence. And it yeah. was put together by the Do Lab, who also has a stage at Coachella and also throws this festival called Lightning in a Bottle in California. Uh-huh, great. And they partnered up with some people and decided to, to have this amazing event in, in Egypt at the Pyramids of Giza. And they, they rented out the Pyramids of Giza and had this beautiful Bedouin tent with amazing food and amazing musicians and artists. It was amazing. It was like a dream come true. I, I couldn't believe it was happening. I was pinching myself every five minutes. It's like, is is this real? It was it was fabulous. And we I stayed there for two weeks in Egypt, traveling around, and it was wow. it was just incredible. Was that the first time you went to Egypt? Yes, it's the Egypt. first first time I've been to Egypt. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. I was there oh, yeah. probably about ten years ago now. But wow, yeah, twenty twelve. That was we were hugging. What were we doing? We were in the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Hugging, doing hugging the world, having a ceremony, hugging the world here in Sydney, yeah. <laughs> celebrating the 21st, 2012. But I've got to say, here we are in 2016, and I have noticed such acceleration of this consciousness since then. Because I've been talking this language since I was, but and I started asking really big questions when I was 15. What's it all about? Why am I here? And since 2012, it's just accelerated. Have you noticed? I've noticed the acceleration on both sides, the light side and the dark side. Yep, yep. And you can see that very much politically what's yep. happening here absolutely. in America. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You have, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have someone like, you know, Bernie Sanders, who, I mean, the best candidate ever, you know, in the history of the United States, probably. Yeah. Um, definitely for the people and for, you know, the working class people. And then you have Donald Trump on the complete opposite side and... Most of my friends are very confused about what's happening there. 
And a lot of the country is, is very disturbed and concerned. And uh, we definitely hope that he does not get in. But, you know, I've seen this acceleration of, of you know, like I said, both sides. You know, yeah. there are, you know, more people that are becoming very consciously and spiritually uh, awake. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are going down this dark rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's kind of unfortunate. So I guess there always has to be a balance of of dark and light. But it seems like that it's more polarized and more drastic on on either side. Well, absolutely, it's more polarized. And and as I'm watching it, you know, really, I'm watching the Facebook feeds. You know, as I'm watching this polarized debate, because I was away this weekend with some Americans and we were talking about it. Sanders and Trump are so different. They're so different that they really showcase the different views and it really makes you choose where you are whereas a lot of politicians just come out with a lot of shades of gray do you know what I mean they're just all talking Mm -hmm. you know this sort of political rhetoric and people just get confused and they don't understand but when you have this absolutely polarized runners that are so opposing it's so fascinating I think Trump's doing a great job of showing people how superficial and fearful and power hungry they can be i think he's doing a great job of showing people how crazy they can be when they get caught in their ego and they're not connected to their heart you know and and sanders is doing a great job of showing people when they are connected to their heart how that oneness how it's all about we not me so there's the we and the me in the race yeah so it's really fascinating to see it play out in this political arena Yep, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we'll see what happens. Now, your heritage is Creole, and your father yes. or your grandfather was a famous horn player from New Orleans, Oscar. Now, I'll probably get the name wrong. How do you say his last name? Ruzan. Ruzan. How was your childhood? You started really young with the music. You were like 17 when you produced your first music, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, I've I've been producing and playing music for a long time. I, you know, had my first guitar when I was 8 and then started playing the bass and drums and so by the time I was 16 I I could play, you know, like five different instruments. Um mostly guitar was was my main instrument, but mm-hmm. the other instruments, you know, I could kind of get by. There was always music around, you know, when I was growing up and and my grandfather, you know, he's this amazing jazz saxophone and clarinet player and he would travel all around the world playing jazz music and new orleans jazz dixieland jazz is very specific and and became like a really cool hot item at a certain time the band he was with was like the main band in new orleans and so he played on uh, paul simon's album uh he played a few times on the tonight show with johnny carson that's way, way back for people that don't know who Johnny Carson is. <laughs> and and then I have a great aunt that goes by Wanda Ruzan, and she's kind of known as like the belle of, of New Orleans, or the queen of New Orleans. And she's this amazing jazz singer that is, you know, one of the most notable female jazz singers in New Orleans. So my background in heritage is, is very strong in, in music and very closely connected to uh, the New Orleans jazz scene. And I don't play New Orleans jazz, but I, I feel like that I have the uh, music genes and the DNA that's that's has been transpired through generations. What would you say on the new album would be the track that's most influenced from your heritage? Any one of them? Probably not, none of them. <laughs> Probably none of them. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'll yeah. tell you the one I love. I love a, f- a couple of them. The one that's featured Govinda and Jamie Janova, Kong. I love that one. Now, tell me about how Jamie got involved. I met Jamie here a couple of years ago when he was out touring Australia with uh, Foster Gamble and he was involved in the Thrive movement, you know, the movie Thrive. Oh, and, of course, um, yes. Had a bit of a chat to Jamie. We had a bit of a philosophical conversation. I'm not sure if he agreed with everything I said, but it was great to meet him because he was there sort of promoting Nassim Haraman. And how did you get Jamie involved in the album? Jamie and I have been, been friends for a while, and he's he's one of my favorite people. He's very, very smart. Yeah. And he's very ambitious. Yeah. He's very talented. He's a beautiful hammer dulcimer player. And he's actually one of the top ones in the country. There was one year he won the Hammer Dulcimer Award for the entire country. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but he's he's just this amazing, brilliant person all around. So and he what? also throws this festival called um, Sonic Bloom. Oh, okay. Which I've played at a few times. Um, so, okay. Jamie, I've, what's the Har- what's the Harry Donner Award? What's the award? To no, uh, Hammer Dulcimer. Oh, Hammer Dulcimer. What's that award? Yeah, the instrument that he plays. Is called the hammer dulcimer. Okay, all right. And and it's a, an Appalachian instrument, which that's kind of a, a term here in, in the United States for a certain area of the country. It's this instrument that's kind of like a harp that you play with a couple of sticks that have felt on the top of them. And so it's kind of like this beautiful kind of harpsichord harp sound. It's not an instrument that you see very often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it, it has a very unique sound. So I, I love recording with him because it's it stands out as, you know, it's like, what is that? That sounds really cool. It's, it's not a flute. It's not a harp. It's it's not a violin. You know, it's, it's very unique. Um, he was on a track of mine years ago on an album that came out probably five years ago. It was a song called Shout It Out. And it was him and Lynx that were on the song. Well, it was actually a collaboration. You know, we all kind of wrote it and produced it together. And there's this beautiful track that that ended up being kind of a, a hit where people would kind of sing along to it. And, you know, it was a very uplifting kind of song. And even was in a regular rotation in Starbucks for a year. Okay. So we've always been in touch about recordings and things like that. So whenever he's in Los Angeles and I'm there, I always have him come over and record some things he had actually uh, recorded that before I started the recording of the project. Okay. So I had that recording and I knew I wanted it to be as, as a part of the album. And so I had different musicians play to that track. And, and that track had these temple drummers and I had them play these temple drums to the song. And then I asked, I talked to Govinda and I said, Hey, I've got this great song. I'd love to have you on violin. And he was very busy but he was able to, you know, come out with these beautiful, amazing violin parts, you know, on the chorus that really just took it to the next level. So I just, I love the way that, the way that track came together. Yeah, it's a beautiful track. Let's have a listen to Kong now. This is Kong on the new album, Kona by David Starfire.
this is David Starfire, and you're listening to Soul Traveler Radio, the home of conscious music. We're back, and you're with Karen Accentuating the Positive on the home of conscious music, Soul Traveler Radio. My guest today is David Starfire, who is just, ah, oh, Starfire, he's on fire, I tell you. He's just released his new album, Karuna, which is an album that is dedicated to the upliftment of the people of Burma. And when you purchase the album or the iTunes, it goes to the Freedom House, which helps refugees in Burma. It's so great to chat with you today, David. I really love what you're doing. It's really wonderful. Thank you. David is a producer and composer. He's a multi-instrumentalist and DJ, and we've been playing a couple of tracks off the album, if you've been listening. If not, you can always listen later on when the show repeats later on this week. Which is your favourite track on the album? People ask me that all the time, yeah. and it's, it's a tricky question because each track has a certain place in my heart. And so there's not a favorite track. I, I, all, I love all of them equally, and they all have amazing, beautiful stories behind them, the meaning and the people and the recording and the situation and how it all came together. And, and so it's, it's really hard to you know say which track is, is my favorite track. Well, I tell you what, one that blows me away, I mean, you've got so many people featured on this album, but William Close, who is the earth harp, creator and the track that he features on is called Tenacu. What does Tenacu mean? Tenacu is the name of the Burmese harp that is played on that song. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Specifically a Sean Burmese harp. And so who's who's playing that? It's Sal Duplot. Sal Duplot is the name of the who's playing and then Williams playing the Earth Harp as well on that track? Yes. Yeah, the idea of, of the the track is when I I knew I wanted William on the album, but I didn't know which song and where where to put him. Yeah, I was going through the different tracks, and William and I have been friends for years, and we've been working on songs for his album and, and my albums, and as uh, so we've worked together for quite some time. On that particular track, there's this young Burmese harp player, Karen Burmese harp player named uh, Sal Duplat. And I traveled to Mesot, which is the main border entrance from Thailand into Burma. And they're both harp players. They're both activists. They're very much a, a big part of, of their community. Sal Duplat, he, he played this, this beautiful harp part. And I had this idea of, it's like, well, you know, you've got this primitive Burmese harp. I mean, it's, it's handmade. The strings are actually cables that are ripped out of uh, a scooter or a motorcycle, like the, the brake cables wow. out of like a, like a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And those are the strings because wow. they, you know, there's no place to buy strings for instruments in a refugee camp or, yeah. you know, along the border zone. So they just kind of, you know, make these different instruments on, on their own. So it's a very crude, very primitive instrument. But when he plays it, it's, it's just, it's so beautiful. So I had this idea, it's like you've got this primitive crude harp with, with these strings from, you know, motorcycle brakes. And then you have William Close who plays the earth harp, which is like this huge giant instrument that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he performed at the pre-show for the Super Bowl oh, a year wow, ago. Wow, wow. I know when I first saw the earth harp on, on you know, on a, on a Facebook page or a, or a YouTube 
I was just blown away at this instrument. I was just, oh, I was awestruck at the yeah. beauty of it and the sound that comes out. And I was thinking, I want to get this guy down to Australia to play the earth harp at the opera house, you know. That was my thought. Anyway, yeah, we'll, see. we'll he, make it happen. He, he might. He travels all over the world. Well, let's get um, you all down here, down under. That would be, that would be great. That would that be would great, be, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. <laughs> I've, I've played a couple times there before, but uh, it's been a little while. But there's, there's some things that are brewing, so I, I will keep you updated on that. I'm sure that William has performed uh, somewhere in Australia before. He, just, he travels all over, and he, he has the harp, which is this box. And then he has these strings that can be whatever length he needs it to be. Yeah. So um, he'll perform in these, these auditoriums or these theaters where the strings will go from the stage all the way across to the other side of the theater. So the theater becomes the instrument. Yeah. And it's just the idea and the, and the beauty of it and the sound that comes out of it is, is just astonishing. I mean, so the idea was to have this, you know, this, this, the Burmese harp, which is like, it's tiny, it's really small. And then you have like, so you have one of the smallest harps in the world with the largest harp in the world from, from two different parts of the world. And it just came together in this one song. And I just was very excited and just so tickled that this was actually happening, you know, that it actually came together the way it did. Because I had no idea, you know, if, if the sounds would clash and the different notes and scales and temperament of the instruments but it, it it just all came together and i was really happy that the the song is you know was produced the way it was beautiful let's have a listen to tenor featuring duke plout and william close on the harp Thank you. 
Hi, this is David Starfire, and you're listening to Soul Traveler Radio, the home of conscious music. Fantastic track. You're with Karen, accentuating the positive on Soul Traveler Radio, talking with David Starfire today, world-renowned producer, composer, multi-instrumentalist, DJ, who plays all over the world. David, it says on your Facebook page that you'll be performing at Joshua Tree in the portal of the New Earth, an evolutionary gathering of hearts and minds. Tell me about that. You obviously do a lot of amazing conscious music festivals. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to play Portal to the New Earth. It's a newer festival. It's in its second year. Yeah. And it's a sound healing festival. Wow. So they have all of these beautiful sound healers that will have workshops and doing sound healings on people. And for one night on Saturday night for from about 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the morning, they're going to have sound healing dance experience. And so I'm, I'm a part of that part of the, the program, which will be great. And um, I'm also, I've been working with this company called Subpack, who has this device, which it's a, it's a new piece of technology. It's almost like, I could describe it as if you went to a big concert or a festival and you pushed your back up against some of the big speakers and your body would vibrate Okay. Well, that's kind of what this device does. It has okay. basically two subwoofers within like a backpack, and you can put it behind your back on a chair or you can actually wear it. So it gives you the sensation of bass inside your body. Yeah. And it's this really cool device. And 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 my music is, is all about, you know, bass and low frequencies and, and healing with low frequencies. So I will probably be presenting some sort of sound healing session using that device. And it's something that I'll be um, using on stage and talking more about, you know, really excited to be, you know, working with this company on, on this device and sound healing. And it's, it's really amazing. So if you want to check out more about it, you can go to www.thesubpac.com. And it's a really cool device. Right. So what do you think the lower bass frequencies do to the physical form? What do you what effects does it have, do you think? There's lots of different effects. Mm-hmm. Number one is that your brain frequencies for like meditation yeah. and for sleeping and for lucid dreaming are all at lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. Those frequencies that you sleep in you know, and meditate to are the same frequencies as some of the subsonic frequencies in my music. Right. Okay. And so um, there's that. There's also like an alignment with certain frequencies and in your body with the certain chakras as well. And there's different alignments with with your you know with spirituality and spirit with certain frequencies as well. And I mean, there's high frequencies and there's lower frequencies that have been used throughout sound healing, but it, it's seems like that the lower frequencies have a little more impact because of connecting with the brain waves of those certain frequencies for meditative states. Okay, fantastic. Because I've got to say the whole sound movement, it's just it's just huge at the moment. Like in yeah. Sydney, if someone puts on some sort of sound healing, it's just sold out in a minute. So I work as a teacher and a healer and and really I'm involved in Soul Traveller Radio and radio in general because my guides have said to me that Karen, they said, 
the music brings the people to the message. And because I'm all about the message and Shane is all about the music, you know, so we're a nice mix for Soul Traveller Radio because I just love chatting to people and getting inside their brain and like, what's your message? What's your message? (laughs) But, you know, the music, I've been told the music brings people to the message, which you see all over the world because the music industry is like the biggest industry ever, isn't it? So people definitely tune into the music. But when it's conscious music, Oh, I just love it because not only are you getting the vibe of the sound, but you're also getting the message, like your message for Burma and the message through the musician. So it's wonderful. What would you like people to take away? What message would you like people to take away from your music? I would say the main thing I would like for people to to experience about my music is a journey. When they listen to my music, it helps them to maybe escape the, the world that they're in to heal and kind of break away from everyday life and to, to journey and, and experience things uh, on a deeper level, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, kind of healing them or just escaping certain things that things can be tough in this world. And I think that music is there for people to break away. I mean, science has shown that, Music can completely change your mood. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood, you put on a you know Absolutely. one of your favorite songs, mm-hmm. it changes your mood. And yeah. so that's what I hope to bring about. You know, I want the music to make people happy, to help them transform, to help them heal. And you know, especially on the dance floor, you can see it. People just are elated. They're excited. They're out of whatever funk they're in and they're just having a really good time. And, and so I, I really want you know, people to, to heal and, and just break away from the mundane or difficult situation that they're in and, and you know, experience a, a lightness you know, with their, in their soul and, and in their body. So that's, that's what I think. Well, that's an important message because as someone who teaches deliberate creation, it's all about raising your vibration and and your vibration is connected to what you think. So when you're thinking stressful thoughts, you're feeling bad. And as you say, the way to get out of that funk sometimes is just put on your favorite song and you're feeling better straight away. You've raised your vibration. And so that's what music does. It raises people's vibration. And from that place of feeling good, you're a much more powerful creator I call my my clients, my students, genius creators, because we're all genius creators getting to create what we dream about. You look like somebody that has really manifested most of your dreams. Is that your secret, just that high vibration? <laughs> I think I think part of it is, yeah, I think part of it is. I mean, there's, you know, you have to be able to get to that place. Yeah. Um, there, there was this... Um, famous book that I'm, I'm sure you know about called The Secret. And um, yep. people thought that, you know, they could just read this book and you just think certain thoughts and things would just come to you. Well, I think before that happens, you have to be in a certain place in your life and you've released certain blocks and you've come to a place where where you can attain certain things and you can get to that high vibration. And um, so I think it's like there's a lot of work for some people that need to be done to get to that place. And so I've just tried to attain high vibration through through meditation, through music, through reading lots of books and videos. There's very obvious authors like Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle that really resonate with me, um, Abraham Hicks, so many amazing 
authors out there that have great messages. And I think that that's really important, just keeping things as high a vibration as you can and just attaining to just escalating and transcending as as, as best as you can, you know, in your situation. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Absolutely. You know, the music industry being such a big industry is a hard industry to get ahead in. And um, you're doing incredibly, you know, you're doing really well. You're, you're living the dream, you know, you're living your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so is, much. Is there any secret to that, baby? Just everything you've already said. I think don't beat up. It's well, love yourself. there's, there's a lot of hard work, yeah. a lot of hard work and a lot of talent, you know, people that come to me, you know, I have these producers and, and they're like, yeah, I don't understand what's going on. It's like, I've, I've got these songs, I've got this music and I'm putting it out there and, and, you know, people just aren't really gravitating to my music and, and I don't understand why. And I'm like, well, um, tell me about your music. You know, what instruments do you play? It's like, well, I don't really play any instruments. I kind of just like make these noises, you know, and like just kind of throw things together. And I'm like, well, first, you know, you need to really own your art. You really need to study and research and learn an instrument, learn music theory and kind of understand songwriting because that's very important, you know, and that's how long have you been producing music? Well, I've been producing music for six months and I'm like, <laughs> well, you, six months is a great start, but yeah. it's like, you know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice to get to a point to where most artists are right now, you know, yeah. that are, that are at this level. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of time and effort put into it. And a lot of people don't realize that this world of instant gratification where, you know, everything is at your fingertips on, on your phone and people want that with their jobs and their life. I want to be this world famous international DJ overnight. And there's, there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. That's one important thing that, that, you know, I tell people, it's like, you, you know, you've got to put the work into it first. Look, I think the powerful thing that you said was to own your art, like own your message and own your art. I think people get knocked around by everyone's ideas of what should be good and they don't own it. Like, I don't care what should be good. I'm, this is who I am and this is what I do. I think that that is just the most powerful stance. And then people gravitate towards that. But when you're sort of throwing things together to try and please people, it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great point because there are a lot of artists that will have a favorite artist and they try and sound like that artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they think that by sounding like that artist that they can get to the same level at that artist. But that the reason why they like that artist is because they have a certain sound and a certain vibration that is that particular person's. And when you try and copy that, it's not going to work. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. So you have to have your own sound, your own vibration, and come out with something unique that you love to do. Like when I started doing this kind of music, it was like mostly music from South Asia. It was like India and instruments from, from that region, Pakistan, and mixing that with dance music. And that was not really the most popular type of music around yeah. at all. And I was just doing it for me for fun, you know, because I like doing it. I started sharing it with my friends and they started sharing it with DJs and it just people were like, this is really cool. You know, you should try and do something with this, you know, and then 
I was like, okay. And so then I just, I started working really hard and focused on it. And then things just kind of took off, you know, but it's, it's, it's having something very unique and something that's very much you is very important. It's probably the most important thing. And do it because you love it. Don't do it because, hey, I want to be famous. Hey, I want to make a lot of money. Do it because you love doing it. Because once you start doing it and looking at it as a job, and that you put all this time and effort into something and you're not getting that much out of it in the beginning, you're just going to get frustrated, you know? But if you look at it as you're enjoying it and you love it, and if something happens, great. No attachment. People have an attachment to it that just ruins everything. Beautiful, beautiful message. So the new album also features collaborations with Burmese stroll violinist Len Pong and vocalist Gon Lao and temple drummers from what Papau and what Tung Sali, in addition to electronic artists and violinist Govinda and vocalist Hana Harmon, drummer player. Obviously, we talked about Jamie Janava and oh my goodness, all these names and vocalist. Am I going to get this right? Oriel Pool. I got that. Yes. Right? Yes. And so much more. How did you get all these people together, David? Well, it definitely took some time and effort, for sure. (laughs) The Burmese musicians probably was the most difficult to reach out to because there were some that I knew through some of my connections, but I didn't know enough of them and how to reach them. A lot of them didn't have phones, didn't have emails or Facebook. It was kind of like a trial and error, you know? So I reached out to all my friends And I had some connections in in Thailand and Burma. And I said, hey, you know, if you know of any musicians, you know, please let me know. Through my network and and connection, they were like, oh, this friend of mine knows about music in Burma. He might know of someone. And then they connected me with someone else who connected me with someone else. So sometimes it would be, I would go through five different people, you know, to get to this one musician. Mm -hmm. And so it was quite a process. You know, the people that I was able to record were just phenomenal. They were amazing. Some spoke English, some didn't speak English, and I had to have translators. That was kind of interesting. I, I would have these musical terms that are, that are used mostly in the West, like a click track or a drum loop. And I would say to the translator, I would like for them to play to the drum loop. And the translator would look at me and, and say, what is, there's no translations for drum loop or click track. <laughs> that word, those words don't exist in, in the Burmese language. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so how am I going to explain this? You know? And so it was like things like that, that would kind of come up that were, that were interesting. They were, they were funny. And also I learned a lot too. Some of the instruments, they had different tunings, different scales, different temperament. So there was a lot to work with. You know, sometimes the studio setup was a microphone and a computer. Sometimes it was just a field recorder. Sometimes I had people come over to the makeshift studio that I had at the place I was staying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would go to to their house or their shack. You know, I'd have everything battery powered and, and with my recorder and with my Mac and, and my microphone and record that way. Sometimes I had this, this field recorder, which was actually great, where I could just record anything, anywhere, and I used that quite a bit. So there are all different types of recordings in different situations with different places and with different instruments, and they were all very crude, very you know handmade, so not all of them sounded that great. So it was quite an uphill battle with the recording process and the instruments and everything. It was, it was very challenging. Yeah, yeah. But it was great because I was up for the challenge, and I learned so much. 
you know, about their culture with the scales and the music and the different instruments and how to record the instruments, the language barriers and, and things like that. And it was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. But challenging as well. One of the most interesting songs on the album is number eight. I'm not sure about it personally. I've listened to it a few times. So it's called Iwa. Is that how you say it? Yeah, okay, Iwa. Iwa. It's a Chi Shachuan. Chi Chatuan and Len Pong. And who's, yes. who's speaking? So there's obviously someone speaking over the top of the music in sort of like a accented English or broken English. And he's talking about flow. He says the word flow many times, but I'm not sure I'm understanding exactly what he's saying. I'll have to listen to it a few more times. So Chi Chatuan is probably the most well-known musician from the Karen people, which is a a state that's in Burma. And he's, he's an activist. So he travels all around the world playing his harp and singing. And he's the CDs out. There's a um, documentary on him. He's just this amazing person. And I was so excited to get the chance to, to interview him and to record him and to, to talk to him and hear him play. What he's talking about is um, the Karen people have this spirituality, this like connection, you know, Iwa. It's kind of like a oneness, okay. basically. It's the same thing where, where everything flows through nature, flows through water, flows through the universe, and how everything is, is connected. And that fly, animals, everything. And that, you know, once you realize that everything is flowing and connected together, you know, throughout the universe, then you have a better understanding of nature, of people, of, okay. of everything. And that, that's what he's kind of talking about. I thought it was very fitting on the album about compassion yeah. and talking about that. Alex, you know, who is this, this amazing visionary painter talking about oneness. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the world, you have this very famous harp player who is talking about oneness in, in a different form. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that I think all cultures kind of have in, in one form or another. You know, Christianity, Islam, it's, it's all based on spirit and, and connectedness and things like that. And so I was very excited to have him on the album. And Len Pong is featured quite a bit on the album. Mm-hmm. He is a person who's a music director at a Burmese temple. I was fortunate enough to record him quite a few times, probably I think three or four times. And one of the recordings was in the abbot's chamber in the temple, which is a, probably one of the most sacred places in, in the temple. He plays gamelan, violin, a banjo, different horns, also a xylophone. So he's this, this multi-instrumentalist. So it was great because I, you know, I have a violin on one track and I've got the xylophone on another track and the gamelan on a different track. So he was, he was quite a, a find to have him on, on a lot of different tracks. So he's, he's amazing. And then going back to another Burmese musician that I recorded was uh, Gan Lao. He's on Nahern. He was from Burma, from the Shan State. And he entered the country and didn't know any English and was living as an illegal refugee in um, Chiang Mai. He went to the Thai Freedom House to learn how to speak English. Uh And and he spent a couple years there. So now he's able to, to work certain places, mostly illegally, unfortunately. 
because of, you know, he actually knows some English from Thai Freedom House. So when I was at Thai Freedom House and I was working with them and, and, you know, talking to them and I actually did some workshops there with the children, I had asked uh, Lisa, the person who, who runs Thai Freedom House, and I said, uh, do you know of any musicians, you know, that came out of your program that is, is someone I should feature? And she's like, oh, you should feature Gun Lao. He's this beautiful musician and he's on different recordings and whenever there's any sort of festival he is one of the singers at the festival and has a beautiful voice and so i contacted him we got together and i interviewed him and, and recorded him and so excited to have him as a part of it because that also ties in with the thai freedom house and and his story he's a success story that has come out of you know that program and, and it was great to feature him beautiful well let's have a listen to Yiwa now, and then we'll play. I want to play Tape On as well, which features uh, Len Pong, who you're talking about, and then we'll finish up. Okay, sounds great. Talk about Yiwa in current language, we, we call Yiwa. Yiwa is uh, the highest, the highest secret that our current people we, are, we are believe and we are respect. And Yiwa is mean flowing. So we believe that the 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 who is always flowing and flowing everywhere, every time, forever flowing and infinity flowing, flowing infinity or something like that. And but not only flowing, but flowing that gives our life. For example, you know, your blood also flowing, your breath when we breathe also flowing, in water also flowing in the wind also flowing, in the forest, in the tree, they have some tissue like a flowing, in the ground flowing, everything is flowing. That is the owner of flowing. That they give our life. They give through water, so we have to respect water. They give through tree, we have to respect tree. They give through soil, we have to respect soil. So we call you are. Like, Water flow we call T U R. Every U R is we have a have a flowing every time everywhere. No, in the people also have flowing. In the in the natural in the natural resource also flowing. That's why current people uh, when they 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 have a like a they respect in natural resource they respect in tree in the mountain in the river in the people in the human or something. But the people don't understand. They say that oh, you are, you believe like an enemies, like an enemies, like an unreasonable the thing that you believe. You why you create the tree? Tree cannot heal anything for you. But for our current people, tree give our life. Why you create the water? Water cannot give anything to you. But for our current people, water give our life. Because of water, we can. You can drink, you can survive, you can plant or something like that. Because of when we saw the ground, the, the soil, and we create the soil. But other religions said the soil created by God. So why you you, you create the soil the soil? Did you create God? But for, for us, because of soil, give our life. We have to create it. So life is flowing. So then we call you are. And we said uh, one day. Now you are is, is go away from us because of our human being. We destroy a lot 
the 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 one that you are create like a water, soil, forest, or even human and human we 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 don't have connection with with soul of human and human anymore. So that's why you are said I have to live far from you a little bit. But if one day you are your tree uh, come and complete your water come become complete your soil and human soul human and human come and love each other and complete and you come back again. So now we try to we try to do like that. That's why Karen still other people said Karen is lazy because not plan too much to get more money like like some 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 other group or something. But we said current philosophy is a lazy philosophy because we would like to keep forest, we would like to keep natural resource to call you are coming back. Now we're waiting you are to come back. David, it's been such a great pleasure to talk with you today for Soul Travel Radio. Is there any last message that or anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before we end the show? Yeah, a couple things. First thing is, I'd love for people to check out my website. There's more information and photos and videos about the album. If you go to davidstarfire.com. And also, if you Google Thai Freedom House, you can learn more about the programs there and about what, what Thai Freedom House, what they do. And the question I have for you is, um, it was interesting to hear that you were from Sydney and that you know you, you have your program because all of my enlightened hippie friends are in Mullumbimby. And how come you don't live there? <laughs> don't you love that? I've got a lot of enlightened hippie friends in Mullumbimby as well. But I'll tell you what, oh, there's so many of us all over the world, us light workers, we're everywhere. But Sydney, I moved out of Sydney for 10 years and moved back here about three years ago, and it's exploding with consciousness and music and sound healing and festivals. And Sydney's exploding. As I said to you before, you have to come on down. It's really happening here in Sydney, especially Bondi. I mean, you've heard of the famous Bondi Beach. Yes, of course. You know, there's yeah. a yoga and meditation building on every corner in Bondi. It's really, really? yeah, uh, it's really exploding. It's really happening here in Sydney. I mean, it obviously is happening up there at Mullum too. Everyone in Mullum is like some sort of light worker or light, you know, conscious musician and Byron Bay, but it's all happening down in Sydney. So I'd love to see you here with all of these amazing people. I'd love to, you know, get you down under one day and get you doing some sort of festival or concert. That would be wonderful. Yep. Sounds great. I will let you know. (laughs) David Starfire, thank you so much for talking to us. Blessings. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure.
Thanks for joining me for another hour accentuating the positive here on the home of conscious music, Soul Traveller Radio. Isn't David fabulous? Oh, wow. What a superstar. Remember to check him out at davidstarfire.com and support conscious music. Go to Soul Traveller Radio on Facebook and show us your love. Also, accentuate the positive with Karen Swain on Facebook. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Here's the rest of his fabulous track, Tape On. how to move forward with your life? Do you want to know how you make a difference in the world? Come and have a reading with me, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation. Through me, you'll speak with my guides, blissful beings. They bring you a broader perspective of who you are and what's possible. Readings available from anywhere in the world on Skype. Book a session today. Go to karenswain.com. K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N.com.